I loved what I did. I loved working with patients and, you know, making them better and seeing them walk again. But, you know, we've been in a pandemic <laughs> the last two years. And you can probably ask anybody in healthcare if they're burned out. And if they're not, I think they're lying. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Salesforce, Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In today's show, learn how Carly Myers got out of a toxic work environment to focus on her family while more than doubling her income. So not only are you making more money, you actually enjoy and get satisfaction with your new job. Also, find out how the soft skills you already have will actually help you land and thrive in a new Salesforce career. And they think, I know nothing about this. And the truth is, they know very little about Salesforce. But being a Salesforce professional isn't all about Salesforce. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In our last episode, we had an amazing guest on talking about Salesforce as a college alternative. And we learned about how we could use a Salesforce career and learning Salesforce to actually give us the ability to make a decision of whether or not we want to continue with a Salesforce career or whether or not we're interested in going to college. We also talked a lot about current college students and how they can learn Salesforce while they're in college to give themselves additional leverage. We actually spoke with a special guest who got his GED, opted out of college, and started a Salesforce career during the middle of the pandemic. We took a little bit of time to talk about how people pivoting careers who are maybe not currently college age and how you can use a Salesforce career pivoting into that space without having to go back to college. So the last episode was all about college and how Salesforce can intertwine with those decisions so that we can make really good educated choices around that. In this episode, we're switching gears and we're going to be talking to another guest about moving out of her toxic work environment, finding far more work-life balance. And I think you guys are going to be really impressed with this. So here with me today, I have Anita Smith. How's it going, Anita? It's going pretty well. How about yourself? I am doing really well. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the guests that we have on today. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Very special guest. This guest today, she pivoted from a physical therapist assistant career into Salesforce and recently has been a Salesforce administrator for the past four months. But as she was going through our program, she had a little surprise. It took a little longer, but was able to complete the program and land a job. I'll let her tell her story, but welcome to the show, Carly. Hey guys, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. So you came into the Salesforce career, or I guess, you know, started your transition into the Salesforce career. And if I remember correctly, you were already in a job in sort of the physical therapy field. So, you know, for a lot of people, that's a job they would aspire to get into. There are people who'd say, I'd love to be in the physical therapy industry, if you will, and you're looking to get out of it. So what is it that made you say, I want to do something different. I want to transition into a Salesforce career. How did that all get started? So I was a therapist for eight years. So a physical therapist assistant or PTA for short. I did six years of school to be able to do what I do. So it was not an easy decision, but it was a multitude of things. I loved what I did. I loved working with patients and, you know, making them better and seeing them walk again. But, you know, we've been in a pandemic <laughs> the last two years 
And you can probably ask anybody in healthcare if they're burned out. And if they're not, I think they're lying. But it started getting really bad at the beginning of 2020. I was working in the home health setting where I would go into people's houses and do physical therapy services there because they, for whatever reason, could not get out of their house. And yeah, I could go off on a tangent about <laughs> some of the houses that I've been in. But um, what ended up happening was Medicare rolled out a completely new payment model and it cut my caseload in half almost overnight. They didn't want to pay for hardly anything. And I think the the max amount of visits I could see with somebody was like six visits, which is nothing, especially if you have any sort of like joint replacement patient, you know, a knee replacement or anything like that. Like they need way more than six visits. So that happened in the beginning of 2020. And then, you know, COVID hit March 2020 and it just got way worse. You know, I went from having a full caseload, which for me was 28 visits a week down to seven. (laughs) And I'm paid per visit. So if I don't see patients, I don't get paid. So not only was it financially devastating, it was emotionally devastating too. Like I spent six years going down this career path and all of a sudden it's just blown up in my face. So I just (laughs) could see it coming, you know, because Medicare, once they make their decisions about what they'll pay for and what they won't, it trickles down to all of the other insurances and they usually make the same decisions. So it wasn't going to get any better. So can you tell me, I mean, I can kind of imagine what you're going through like this process because it's the same thing that happened to me in March 2020. Like the writing was on the wall. I could see like what was going to happen that I needed to switch. How did you stumble upon Salesforce? So part of my job going out to see patients, I mean, I have to drive and sometimes it's quite a bit. I would drive up to an hour to go see a patient and, you know, didn't have anything to do besides listen to a podcast. (laughs) So I've been a longtime listener of the Choose a Five podcast and I actually heard you, Anita, (laughs) (laughs) as one of the episodes, you know, talking about how you made your transition. Then I listened to that next one where they interviewed Bradley again. And I had actually listened to Bradley, your very first interview, and I don't know, episode way back when. And it didn't register initially because I had listened to it maybe a year before that. But I went back and listened to that one again. And it just hit me differently that time because you were talking about, you know, working part time, making almost 200000 a year. I'm like, that's what I want right there. So I didn't know what Salesforce was, but I figured if he can do it, maybe I can try it. So that's how I landed where I'm at. That's awesome. I'm I'm really happy uh, that episode helped because I was really like shy and nervous about it. But it makes me happy when I'm right here, like it inspired other people. Okay, so you heard the episode. What did you do next? Did you join the five day challenge or you just like straight signed up for the program? I did the five-day challenge first. I feel like I'm not a huge tech person, which was one of my biggest kind of, I don't know if I can do this things. So yeah, I definitely wanted to try the five-day challenge first. But after that, it was was game on. (laughs) I'm going to do this. (laughs) And then I know I mentioned earlier that there was like a little surprise that happened after you joined the program. Do you want to (laughs) share... that experience? 
So I joined Talent Stacker at, it was like the end of February, 2021, beginning of March. And literally a week later, I found out that I was pregnant with our second child. (laughs) So yeah, it gave me a little bit more motivation to complete Talent Stacker. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like create a study plan? And then once you found out like, oh, okay, this will probably have to change a little bit. Not really. I went through the checklist, the weekly checklist that Bradley made and was like, okay, I'm going to attempt to stick with this checklist. I did get off a few weeks just because I had really bad morning sickness up until like week nine. Understandable. But I stuck with it for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. So I think anyone listening had, I don't know, me right now listening to this, it's just sort of mind blowing to think that you could be transitioning out of one career into another one. Like that's already enough for anyone to take on working a full-time job and transitioning into a new career, especially one where they're going, this is a tech job and I don't feel like a tech person. Like that's a lot just mentally to take on. And now not only are you finding out that, yes, there's this awesome thing that's happening that you're pregnant you're going to have, you know, another child, but that's also a lot mentally and physically. And now you're trying to learn Salesforce at the same time. Like that sounds completely overwhelming, at least from my perspective. I know you mentioned that you looked at the weekly checklist, but I guess how did you structure your life knowing that there were going to be weeks, you know, maybe even series of weeks where you weren't going to be able to put in the time that you were hoping to put in? How did you create a plan for yourself or some type of structure that you were able to consistently stick to? Because I imagine people who are going through a lot less than what you were going through at the time. And they're probably wondering how they're even going to structure something like this out just with maybe just having a full-time job. So I guess, do you have any advice or just how did you pull that off, you know, sticking to it and being consistent? A few things. I told myself I would do at least an hour a night, five out of the seven days a week. I also have, at the time she was three, she's now four, four four-year-old, and she goes to bed at 8.30. So from at the very least, 8.30 to 9.30, I was studying. And a lot of that was just real mental. Like I need to do this, not only for me, but for my family. On the days where my morning sickness was really bad and I really didn't want to do anything, I would go into our Talent Stacker Facebook group and go and look for success stories. And that usually got me through it. I would find stories that it was people that came from completely different non-tech backgrounds. And those are really what I would look for to keep me motivated because, you know, there was people that were truck drivers and musicians and no technical background whatsoever. And those were the ones that would really resonate with me. So I would do those things. And I also, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to get any better as a PTA. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you just go work at the hospital or, you know, go find another therapy job or whatever. But home health gives the most flexibility and bang for your buck, so to speak, in the therapy world. You know, it was either me take a pay cut or work longer hours. And with a three-year-old and a baby on the way, that was not something that I was interested in. As much as I loved seeing patients and stuff, That to me was not enough to sacrifice my home life and time away from my family. So I knew I had to do something else. So Carly, I have a question. 
And I get, I've gotten a few of these questions before where people who are thinking about joining, you know, they're pregnant and they're like, oh, maybe I should wait after I shouldn't do it right now. One, how did you navigate that job search knowing that, that you're probably going to start and then give birth like fairly soon? Did you like slow down on the job applications? Do you mention it at all? Tell me what you did. So once I got certified, I put it up on my LinkedIn that I had my certification and I had probably five or six different recruiters almost immediately wanting to do phone interviews and all that. And the minute I tell them that I'm pregnant, it's okay, well, have a good day. (laughs) Which I mean, is fine. I really wasn't expecting a, a whole lot until after I gave birth, at least anyways. And I wasn't really expecting to move jobs until after the baby was here because I carry the insurance for my family. And we had already met our deductible and we were very close to meeting our out-of-pocket max. So I literally felt like I was stuck in my job situation because I didn't want to pay another however much the deductible would have been at a new job um, and just start over. So you know, doing these phone interviews, I was very upfront with this is what's going on in my life. And if this is something that's going to inhibit me from starting, I completely understand. And I mean, it, it worked out. My job that I am at currently, they waited until after I was done with maternity leave. And to me, that speaks so much about the company And that they're willing to work with somebody that's, you know, 36, 38 weeks pregnant. And they wanted me to take my full maternity leave. That's really amazing and uplifting to hear. So for that particular company, did you go through a recruiter or did you apply directly with them? So the power of LinkedIn, I did not have a LinkedIn until I joined Talent Stacker. So that was a learning curve. But once I became certified and started being very active on LinkedIn, a girl that I went to high school with reached out to me. I hadn't talked to her in probably five, six years. And she said, hey, you know, my company is looking for an admin. I see you got your certification and you've been going through this program. Do you mind if I give your name to her? And I was like, absolutely. And the funny thing about that is she knew I was pregnant because we're also friends on Facebook. So she had seen all of my updates and stuff like that in regards to, you know, my pregnancy. And that was one of my main things that I was asking her, you know, do they know that I'm pregnant? She goes, oh, yeah, they don't care. They want to interview you anyways. That's so exciting. That's (laughs) okay. Listeners, that is the hidden job market and the power of LinkedIn. Like, I know it feels weird if you're like not used to social media, but really leverage LinkedIn because this is not like a one-time story. I mean, something similar happened to me. I know like a couple other people, same thing happened. That's really good to hear. Yeah. I was very, very surprised. I was like, wow, this is awesome. All right. I'll stay on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good point, you know, about LinkedIn and just what an incredible story overall. That's amazing that you can find those companies that are open-minded and obviously they they recognize talent and that you're a real person and you're going to add tremendous value to the company. It's not about, you know, being on maternity leave for the next few months or or what have you. So when you started the job then, I mean, they, they knew and they gave you the offer and obviously you accepted. How close to the actual hire date did you actually have your child? And then I imagine you went directly into maternity leave and now 
are you feet on the ground working at the company today? Uh-huh. Yes, I had my daughter. It was November 7th. She came two weeks early. So my return to work date was actually, uh, it was like January 31st or something like that. But I wanted to give my former employer a, at least a two week notice, even though, you know, I never actually technically came back and saw any patients. I just felt like that was professional. So I actually got, instead of the 12 weeks off, I got 14 weeks off because they were like, yes, take your maternity leave and then also, you know, give your two weeks. So, I mean, no issues with that. And then I started on Valentine's Day of this year and just hit the ground running. So something I don't feel like we've really touched on yet earlier in the episode, if I remember correctly, you said you went to school for six years in order to really become qualified to be a PTA. And then you were in the profession for eight years. So that's 14 years of your life you've put towards this profession. And so I imagine at that point, it's got to almost feel like part of your identity. So can you talk a little bit about you know transitioning from what you were doing before to being a Salesforce professional and just sort of how you handled that? Maybe some of the thoughts you went through on, I, I can imagine that's probably something on your mind as you're making the decision of whether or not to pivot. Yeah, that was really hard just because, yeah, what'd you say? 14? Yeah, it was 14 years of, yeah, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I help people and that's what I do. So it did take me a little while to figure out A, what I wanted to do and B, to actually transition. Because even though I thankfully did not have any student loans, I did dedicate, you know, blood, sweat and tears <laughs> For, you know, a degree that honestly I don't use now. It was a tough pill to swallow because, you know, you go to college and get your degree and think this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And it's kind of a slap in the face whenever that's not the case. I just kind of had to suck it up and deal with it. But when I got my first paycheck as a, as an admin, it, (laughs) it turned it around real quick. Like, oh, okay, well, that's a lot better. And I can deal with the fact that I'm no longer a therapist anymore if it's going to help my family financially. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. If you you don't have to share numbers, but is it like higher, lower, or close to what you were making before? So at the height of my PTA career back in 2017, I brought home $68,000. That's the most I had ever made as a PTA. And you know, as a home health PTA, I am paid per visit. So if I don't have patients, I don't get paid. And, you know, when COVID hit and everything, the lowest that my salary got to was 23000 which is very hard to live on. So that compared to my salary now, <laughs> it's like, you know, 30% more than at my height of being a PTA at 68000 So, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a lot better. <laughs> I mean, when you when you think back of how much time you invested in your previous career, like how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like you lost time? Or I mean, were there some transferable skills between your past career and your new one now? There was actually a lot of soft skill, transferable skills. You know, you you have to deal with people being in healthcare and a lot of the times I would have patients that didn't want to do anything or I don't have to do therapy. I'll just be fine on my own and stuff like that. And you got to kind of talk them into, this is why you should do this. This is why it would benefit you, different things like that. 
And a lot of what I do now, those skills are very transferable because you're teaching, you know, end users how to use Salesforce and why it would be beneficial for them to do that. So even though I didn't have per se the technical Salesforce skills, you know, up until recently, my soft skills that I had as being a people person were very transferable. Yeah, that's incredible. I think a lot of people who are transitioning, I think that's a theme we see is that they really underestimate, especially early on in that transition, how valuable they already are. And they think, you know, I'm starting completely fresh. I know nothing about this. And the truth is, they know very little about Salesforce. But being a Salesforce professional, maybe ironically, isn't all about Salesforce. And I would argue that entry-level jobs are less than 50% about Salesforce because it is technical. But at the end of the day, any job is about working with people and juggling, changing priorities and requirements and just being able to show up and be communicative and all of those soft skills transition. I can only imagine being in home health, the amount of challenges you dealt with and unique situations that no one could be prepared for, but that you somehow managed during the moment to you know, sort of overcome those situations and create a positive outcome. So I, I would imagine, especially with your background, not to mention that healthcare as a industry is massive in the Salesforce ecosystem right now. So I can only imagine you're going to get more and more valuable as time goes on when you know companies start hearing that, wait a second, Carly has a healthcare background and she has Salesforce skills. Like It's a duo of talent that is certainly going to make you incredibly marketable. But that I, I think it's just tremendous to hear that you're now making as an entry-level Salesforce professional more than you ever made even eight years into a career as a PTA. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, I, I guess, how do you feel today knowing that's true? Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> you know, because at the end of last year when, you know, I was making below the poverty line, you know, you can't, you can't do a budget. You know, you just can't hardly do anything. Like, my husband is also a home health PTA and is in, you know, is the same spot I was you know, gets paid per visit. So it's very, very difficult to do a budget, especially when neither one of us are seeing a whole lot of patients. Thank God we had an emergency fund because, you know, there were several months where we didn't bring in enough income to cover just our basic bills. So we're tapping into our savings. So the fact, I mean, when my very first paycheck I got as a Salesforce admin, I should like sit there and stare at my pay stub like, wow, that's holy cow. <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was mind blowing to say the least. Yeah. That first paycheck is like pretty shocking. So is, is your husband like seeing you working from home now, seeing you making that money? Is he thinking about making a career pivot as well? He's super jealous. You know, I work from home two days a week and three days ago in the office, but yeah, he's actually going through the trail mix on Trailhead and trying to get certified as well. Cause he's like, oh, I'm done with this. I want to do what you're doing. <laughs> We're going to have yet another Salesforce couple that <laughs> is going to make the ranks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is just too much. And so I know because we talked before the show that even though we've mentioned some, <laughs> to quote you, mind blowing numbers, even though we've mentioned that already with your base salary as a Salesforce professional, you're making more than you ever did as a PTA. And I don't, if I recall correctly, that's not the end of the story, though, as far as compensation goes for you. Is that right? Yes. I get two different bonuses working at my company. One is the holiday bonus that they pay like right before Thanksgiving. 
and it's 2.5% of your salary. And then they have another bonus that they pay on in March. And it's just, you know, thousands of dollars. (laughs) Like when I heard bonus going through my interview process, it was literally like, what is a bonus? Because bonuses in healthcare are like pizza parties or, you know, look, we got t-shirts for you guys and stuff. And when they said bonus and it equated to a certain percentage of my base salary, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, like you don't see that working in healthcare. (laughs) Yeah, I had the similar reaction because I gave them hospitality and they're like, bonus is like, oh, we're throwing you a party and we're giving you like all these like food and like random stuff. So this is really cool. You're getting bonuses as like an in-house Salesforce administrator, because normally it's just consultants, but like you get a bonus for like actually being at the company and you get a holiday bonus. I I haven't heard about one of these, like I, I've heard about like the ones like sometimes you get like $500 here and there, but you actually get a percentage holiday bonus. Bradley, are you familiar with this at all? Is this normal? <laughs> Am I missing I've out? I've got to tell you that <laughs> I don't think you're missing out from our conversations, but I'll say that, you know, I think in the last five years, especially the Salesforce ecosystem has always been on this massive upward trajectory and things have gotten crazier and crazier every single year. Like if you've listened to the show, I think I mentioned in earlier episodes that my entry level income was like 35,000. So I don't, I don't know where everybody's getting off making like seventy, eighty thousand dollars in these entry level jobs, but it's incredible. Like I wish I had had this podcast when I started, so I would have known I was getting totally screwed in that first job. But to your question, you know, I've started hearing about this more and more. Like we have people that are getting signing bonuses to start jobs. And it's like, are we professional athletes? Like who gets signing bonuses to do entry level jobs? Like this is crazy. So have I heard of it? Yes, but this is it's still pretty remarkable to think that, you know, you transition in and just the, you know, you're already so excited about the base salary and then just the absolute just surprise effect of, you know, I wonder what the bonus is going to be, who knows, maybe a gift card or, you know, maybe it'll be a couple hundred dollars or something and then you just get checks for, you know, thousands of dollars. That's it's absolutely incredible. What's going to be happening next year? Like we can only imagine what happens year over year because we know know. that the pay trajectory, I think we talked about this in, you know, episode one or two, that the first year is just the beginning and there's a rocket ship trajectory for especially those first three, five, seven years. So, I mean, congratulations. And it it only gets better from here. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) So I did have a question, like now that you're actually in it, how is it? Do you like doing what you do? Is it harder, easier than what you used to do? I absolutely love it. And it kind of cracks me up because like I said earlier, I am not a tech person. I didn't have an iPhone until like senior year of college. You know, I've just never considered myself like a tech person. And here I am having a tech job, but it's been really rewarding. And for me to work, I need something like mentally stimulating. And that really was missing probably the last three years of me being a PTA because there's only so many exercises you can do in somebody's house. And I was getting very bored on top of everything else, but yeah, a lot of mental stimulation. And I also work with gosh, total on my team, there's 20 people, but that's admins, developers and managers. So, I mean, there's, you know, 
We have a big team, but I thought it was very, very helpful because, you know, I am transitioning and then I also have a newborn at home. So, you know, there's that lack of sleep element. So it was very important to me that my new job have elements in it that, you know, where I can lean on somebody if I need to. And my team has been very welcoming. They know my background and that I have a newborn and stuff like that at home. So it's been, what do you need? How can we help you? Let's set up a meeting for whatever you don't understand and we'll make sure you understand it. So they definitely integrated me slowly, which I greatly appreciate, but it was just very different, you know, going from healthcare to basically corporate life. I had to go and get new clothes and and everything else because I lived in scrubs the last 14 years. But I, I absolutely love it. So not only are you making more money, you get to work from home part of the week, and you actually enjoy and get satisfaction with your new job. And like, it's not a toxic workplace at all. It's the opposite. It's really supporting like, <laughs> yes, that's amazing. When I came back from maternity leave with my first daughter, that first day back, when I got home, I held her and like, like a baby because I did not want to go back to work. I absolutely hated it. Something's got to give here. And this time going back to work, even though I had my four-year-old and my newborn, I was like, I am ready. I'm going to be a corporate girl. Like, <laughs> right on. So mentally, it was a lot better. Yeah, I love that. And my daughter, Evelyn, is a big part of my choice in a Salesforce career and sort of how I leverage Salesforce to create a life where I could spend more time with her. So I can definitely get on board with you with wanting to find time to be a balance, you know, the career with being around your children. It's definitely important. So, I mean, I, I guess in, in what other ways, I, I know it's still early on in your Salesforce career, but I think you can probably see what's happening and see where this is taking you and sort of how this is going to unfold. Have you thought about how this is likely going to impact your life in the coming years and how things are going to change for you and your family because of this transition? Oh, absolutely. Especially, you know, with my husband getting on board with, you know, wanting to be an admin as well. Like the financial aspect alone is incredible. You know, we could both, you know, we could be a $200,000 household here within the next six months. And I, that's just mind blowing to me. You just don't really see that working in healthcare. Like you really work in healthcare to, you know, help people. <laughs> and just the money was just not on par with that. But, you know, we have children and we, we have to take care of ourselves first. And, you know, the fact that we can actually, you know, save money now and not have to live bare bones budget, you know, because we went without for two years or something. A lot of the times it was, we can't even go on a date night because we don't have enough money. So it's just like we were doing nothing. So, you know, the financial aspect is just, it's just mind blowing to me. So, you know, there's that. And then the fact that we are able to spend time with both of our girls. And well, that was one of my biggest things. I still want to be able to do drop off and pick up at Mother's Day out. Like, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss my newborn taking her first steps or anything like that. And this, this allows me for that. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm not going to miss out on anything because I'm here. And, you know, even we've been getting some talks at work about getting more flexibility for our team. Like right now, we're three days in the office and two days at home. 
but they're talking about opening it up to being maybe even a fully remote job unless you have like meetings that you have to be in the office for. So, I mean, they're talking about doing that. So it's even even more flexibility. So I'm just, I'm so excited, you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your story, Carly. I know you heard my episode and that inspired you to join. Your story is going to inspire so many others to join and make the switch into Salesforce. So thank you so much for paying it forward. Yeah, of course. Anytime. All right. So that really wraps up this series where we talked really about people and the life change that comes with transitioning into a Salesforce career. So if you haven't listened yet, in the first eight episodes of the Salesforce for Everyone podcast, we're focused mainly on how you do this, why Salesforce careers are so in demand, and how you can transition into landing your first Salesforce job. In the second series, we focus mainly on why you should do this and just the incredible impact that transitioning into a Salesforce career can have on your life. So in our next episode, we're going to be moving into our question and answer episodes. And if you want to get your questions answered on the show, leave a review and ask your question in the review along with your comments on the show. Or you can head over to our free Facebook group called Salesforce for Everyone. And you're going to see a question and answer post pinned to the top. Or you can just check the show notes and we're going to have a direct link to that post. So there's a few different ways. The main thing is we want to make sure you get your questions in and we get them answered. So just take a look in the show notes and there's going to be a link there. So you can hop on the Facebook group and ask your questions. We are going to answer those questions on the show. So thank you so much for listening in. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you're ready to start your Salesforce career, make sure to head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Nailed it. (laughs) Best buy ever. That was the best one yet. It's like a roller coaster. It's like a little little mini roller coaster. Bradley, he like, (laughs) he was pauses so long. Wait, these sound like blame words. (laughs) Yes. This never goes well. It can't be my fault. (laughs) Carly, we've never gotten the buy down. It's like the hardest thing. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We literally had a separate recording session where Anita and I came on and just went three, two, one. Bye. Three, two, one. Bye. And we still couldn't get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonza. If you like what we do at this scrappy can-do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.